Your power nominates by Dr. Claude Anderson. I feel like this should be a requirement for every black person in America to read. In Power Nomics, what he talks about, the key to everything is entrepreneurship. Like he's like, we need black business in order so we can do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So we can be put in position. Because everybody's not going to run a business, but the people that are use the nepotism like everybody else. And you can choose to have these people in position. It's crowded at the top. What's it about? It's about abundance. It's about getting to a certain height and dropping a rope and pulling somebody else up with you and continuing to do so the higher that you climb. Look, I've been able to do this in my business with just one digital product and I'm passing a plug. That's how they were able to do this. Shout out to my man, Blake Sanford. I made 1K in less than 12 hours just because I went on IG Live, he gave out some game and I actually implemented it. So long story short, saw Blake on IG, seemed authentic, you know, spent four hours of my life to make 29 grand. You know, if you sit, follow the plan, you know, with everything that Blake has set up, you'll make money. So I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see this guy, Blake. I saw the price and I was like, man, ain't no way. And no lie, step by step, it's got videos, it's got uh, everything that I needed to do my first deal and made $12,000. I was able to lock in my first deal, 13 and a half thousand. Man, we going up. This is only the beginning. Shout out to you, Aston CEO. Trying to make it crowded at the top. Keep going, man. I'll see everybody there. There's enough for everybody to eat. So look, if you're an entrepreneur looking to get to the next level and grow your business online, click the link in the description and tap in. Instantly get access to all of my courses, trainings, resources, and systems, plus weekly calls with myself so I can personally help you along the way and a network of tons of other entrepreneurs that you can network with, partner with, and profit with. And right now you can join completely for free. I want you to check it out and see if it's the place that you need to be to grow. All right. So click the link in the description. Tap in and I will see you on a mastermind call this Wednesday. It's crowded at the top. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of It's Crowded at the Top. I'm your host, Aston CEO. I got the voice of God on the other side with me. Hey, hallelujah. Peace and blessings, beautiful people. Or as they say, peace, kings, peace, queens. <laughs> kings and queens. I got inspired by some stuff. I got inspired by some black folks. You seen them? Uh, you seen them squabbling down oh, in yeah. Alabama? <laughs> them boys were squabbling down in Alabama. <laughs> right? I smiled when I saw that that brawl because it's like we can do so much when we come together. Yeah. And not saying that beating up some, not saying that beating up some people is, is doing a lot. But I'm like, that's that's like the symbolism of, of the hand. Like, yeah, you can feel that hand, but when they come together, that fist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that fist. <laughs> right? And it made me think of group of group economics. Mm -hmm. Your Power Nomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. I got the job. I feel like this too. should I feel like this should be a requirement for every black person in America to read. Mm. Like, I know we don't have no, uh, I know we don't have no uh, black people delegation or nothing like that, or black people club, but if it was like a black people club that we all have to be a member of, I feel like that should be a rule. Like, by the, by the age of 23, every black person should read this book. I'm with it. Because most people ain't really, most people ain't. Most people in general really ain't like in the mind frame of making stuff happen until they get like 
25, 26. Yeah. 20. Yeah. And then I'll say even later than that, if if we're talking about like groupthink, you know, and group economics and, and collaboration. Yeah, that's why I was like, if if it was a requirement for every black person to read this book by 23, because I'm like, you don't want them reading at high school. Like it would be cool, but they most people's minds not aren't there. Yeah. Like a small a small percentage of the population would be picking up on it, but it's like you're not thinking of it. Yeah. Not at you all. You get 25 people, they thinking about owning houses and you know, even if they do have a nine to five, I know I talk about entrepreneurship and stuff, but just outside of the business-minded people, you know, they thinking of it's like you start for whatever reason around that age, it's like most people start thinking adult. Yeah. Now a lot of people are starting families and stuff around those ages if if they haven't already before. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of women be wanting to be like be married by that age and stuff. Yeah, because you get to 30 and then it's like, oh no, my life is just crumbling. Yeah, in that brain for whatever the reason. But <laughs> but you know, and and I'm like, and I'm like that coming together piece, I don't know why it made me think of think of this book because the fight, they just saw one guy getting jumped and it's like everybody came. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why we can't do that? Like shout out to Alabama, whatever city or town in Alabama that was. But I'm like, why can't we just see the one, like see us getting jumped as a whole and be like, oh, here we come. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it, it always takes the first person to step out. And the first person that stepped out was the big dude with the black shirt. I think that if he wouldn't have came, I don't think any of the rest would have happened. But he kind of set the tone, like, like nah, this ain't happening today. And then it became, now we on you too. So now if you watching, you like, oh nah, like, you know, and then it just, it's, it's, a, it's a snowfall effect from there. But I feel like, I feel like there's been many black people that have been the first ones to step up. And and nobody as a whole follows suit, especially nowadays when we can see what people are doing with social media and with YouTube and stuff. Well, let me I'm, I may correct myself on it because I I feel like it's a lot it's a lot better now. Like it's headed in the right direction because people have seen like I'm a spawn and Ipsy, mm-hmm. right? And think of how many of those is out. And he was probably a spawn of you know he had the Malcolm X chain. I know Black Sam gave it to him, but you know that influence was something on them. Mm-hmm. Their influence was something on a, a whole lot of other people, and those those whole lot of other people's influence would be so. Yeah, I guess it does take that one person. Yeah, and then you know after that, because it's like without that, everybody's gonna be the, the 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 bystander just watching, and then on top of that. Once more and more people get involved, I think then it starts to shift to, I would feel weird if I'm also not doing my part. Yeah. But but with the with the power nomin stuff though, like, like he gets in, like the book gets deep, bro. And it gives you like why I say why every black person needs to read it is because 
I truly feel like if every black person read one, this one book, things would change like quickly within the next decade. Like not even, it wouldn't even take take generations. Yeah. You know, we love to say a generation stuff. It'd be like, man, give it like 10, 12 years, bro. Yeah. I think that's a problem we have too. Always like looking at stuff to be achieved so far out. It's almost I was like just saying this all. I was just saying that on Instagram Live last night. Somebody said something, and they was like, uh, "I can't remember what they said they wanted to do." But that's like, yeah, by like twenty twenty seven. I'm like, why are you putting it so far out? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sure you'll get it done. Like, I'm I'm confident that you will get whatever you saying that you're gonna do. You're gonna do it in that time frame. Yep. Cause you put that time frame on. And I think I think it's a, a crutch in and whether we know it or not, it it allows room for excuse. Yeah. And takes yeah. the pressure off our shoulders, like to to take action immediately. Yeah, but but y'all the the power of the and you know when you look up the stats on like black economics and stuff, we uh what is it like? As soon as a, as soon as we get a dollar, it leaves the black community like within six minutes or something. Yeah, crazy something, like yeah, that. Something crazy. Yeah. I don't know the the stats off the top of my head for everybody else, but it's like everybody else. It's recycled like time and time and time and mm -hmm. time and time and time again before it leaves. And it, us, it'd be like six seconds. Yeah, we got the the lowest retention rate with our money. And at the gate, I can see that six seconds because I'm like, shoot, how long does it take for the check to clear? Because as soon as it's in the bank, because we don't own none of the, I, there are black owned banks, but the majority of them, we don't own, we don't own no banks. Yeah, even the, even the check cashing place in the hood, like they charge, yeah, they charge you a percentage as soon as you cash your check. Yeah. yeah, and nine times out of 10, that ain't black owned either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even um, yeah, like payday loans, all of that. Like, yeah. That's why that's why he talks about that's why he talks about in the book uh Paranomics. He talks about like what his definition of true racism is. Cause you know how people like to use the word racism all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, nah, black people can't be racist. That like by the definition of by the definition of racism, he's saying we can't be. Like we don't have the, the economic infrastructure to be racist. Right. Because racism can stop people from doing certain things because of the infrastructure that they have set up. Mm -hmm. So he's like, we cannot like you. Maybe we don't fuck with you. Right, right. Maybe we maybe we prejudice. Mm -hmm. But racist? Nah. Nah. Ain't even possible. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> and I don't think nothing and I don't think nothing's wrong with prejudice. No, it's, it, and and honestly, there's no way there's no way against it. Like it it is what it is. Like everybody's prejudiced in some form or fashion. And that, and that doesn't mean that it's negative. That just means that like I, I used to see it all the time, especially when I moved to LA 
like when I was still like nine to five, every job yeah. that I had that had like an Asian supervisor or VP or something, they were hiring like Asian managers and Asian, you know what I'm saying? Like they, that's just what it was. Or same could be said for other communities. But I know I, I witnessed that firsthand. And I didn't think like, oh, like that ain't right. It's like, no, nah, they in a the position to help somebody who looks like them. Everybody should be doing Yeah, nepotism. Yeah, nepotism's not a bad thing. Right. It's like the goals I got, I got them in place so I can choose who to who I want to put in positions for things. Right. right. Well, I won't put somebody that I don't like in I won't be around somebody I don't like. Yeah, you know, I'm choosing you. Right. And then I feel like too, it's only accepted when we're told that we can do it. When we're told we have to hire the minority or, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, okay, cool. But when we just building a black owned something, it's a problem. Hit the button. Success alert. Look y'all, you wanna know what a real sleeping bag is? It's this. They literally got this overnight while they were asleep. I'm telling y'all, it works if you work it. So come and get all the strategy, resources, and system. And system, S-Y-S-T-E-M, stands for saving yourself time, energy, and money to where as you do the work once, implement it in the system, let the system work for you 24-7, 365, so you get your time back and make more while working less or literally sleep like they were. So go ahead, tap into the community and click the link down in the description. Right now, you can join completely for free. Get access to all the resources that you need to grow, plus weekly calls with myself and a network of other entrepreneurs for you to network with, partner with, and profit with. I hope to see you on our mastermind call this upcoming Wednesday. And also, are you getting value from this video so far? If so, let me know in the comments, all right? Now let's get back to it. Yo, Jarvis, close the mask. Yeah. But that, that's a key word that you said in there, though, that Dr. Claude Anderson goes into on the book, too. You said other communities. He gives a blueprint on how we can have communities because there's no black communities in America, for real. Yeah, that's true. It's like we think we have communities, but we don't. We have neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. A neighborhood and a community is two totally separate things. But they'll be like the black communities, like not nah, a community for one. If you go to somebody's actual community, you go to an Asian community, you go to Chinatown and go to Koreatown. Every major U.S. city going to have a Chinatown or a Koreatown yep. or uh, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a community. You're going to see Asian-owned buildings, Asian-owned restaurants, Asian-owned banks, Asian-owned grocery stores hospitals, and the community has an agenda to better the community. Mm -hmm. A black neighborhood, for one, don't have the agenda. Most black neighborhoods, not all, most black neighborhoods don't have the agenda to better everything, for one. And two, most black neighborhoods, nobody owns anything in the neighborhood. Right. They're all owned by... Everybody else. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Or as soon as, you know, as soon as Granny dies, you know, the, the next generation going to sell it because they don't want nothing to do with the house. And during that whole time, Granny didn't even change change a doorknob on the house. Mm -hmm. 
So that house needs all kinds of repairs. So when the next generation get, they like, damn, what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. This house was built in the 40s. Ain't had nothing done to it since the 40s. <laughs> Everything original. Like literally nothing. Yeah. And then you get, then you you pass it down to somebody and like, what am I going to do with this? Even if I do want to keep right. it. Right. And that's, we just talking about residential spaces. We ain't even talking about the commercial property, you know what I'm saying? The the, the yeah. plazas and the squares and the corner stores. Like Yeah, we ain't talking yeah, we ain't talking about the corner stores, the the uh little strip the little strip malls, the that one little spot that done been a nail shop, uh a hair care store, uh a clothes store all within the last decade. We ain't even talking about that little shopping stuff. But he gives like a, he gives like a blueprint to how to how to get it all right, and it's like the only thing that I've ever heard of. Like I hear people talking about these topics a lot, but it's like, well, y'all talking about it, but what are we supposed to do? Right. I feel like this tells you what you're supposed to do. It's right there, mapped out. Yeah. And then people got all these think pieces and a go talk and debate and. Make a post, a meme, and all this type of stuff. I'd be like, why don't people know about this book? Yeah, I don't know. I do know why people don't. That goes into marketing. I'm like, why ain't Dr. Cloud Anderson market the book? Did they did he not market it or was it suppressed? You know, the only reason I've heard about this book. I heard Kanye West mention it. I would have no clue who Dr. Claude Anderson is if I wasn't happening to listen to Kanye on this one day and happened to hear him say his name in one sentence. It was in a song or an interview? An interview. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would have... What is that? Yeah. Outside of that, I would have never known. I can't remember if it was... And it was a, a while ago, like, it was years ago, bro. And I can't remember what platform it was, but he basically said what I'm saying now. He's like, the blueprint the blueprint to black economics and the blueprint to us actually accumulating uh, uh, things as a group, as a whole. He's like, every black person in America needs to read Powernomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. Why are we not reading it? I'm like, what's he talking about? Yeah. And I feel like I only got it because I heard you mention it one time. That's just because I heard heard Kanye. That's why I'm like, yo, for all the for all the all the things that somebody may think is BS that Kanye says, the few things that be the few things that be in there through the bullshit, it be like powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he doesn't know how to articulate it the right way. Or I think he does know how to articulate it the right way, but he knows nobody will listen if he just says the right thing. So let me go say the let me go say the polarizing stuff to get everybody's attention mm-hmm. and hope that you get the hope that you you catch it along the way. I think it's I think it's a mix of both. I think he knows how to how to be talked about and be seen. Yes, but at the same time, I do I do feel like 
he's probably not the the best at articulating his thoughts. Yeah, like that's what I think time. it is. That's what I that's what I think it is. But I'm like, I'm like, man, that would be a cold, cold play if it was the other one, though. I think it's both. I think because you can't, you can't. Well, of course you can, whatever. But I'm just saying, I it would be hard for me to see somebody reach the heights that Kanye has reached without understanding how to be the talk of the town. Yeah, but you, <clears throat> you ever heard that saying the the games to be caught, not taught? Uh-uh. A lot of things Kanye does is like you're supposed to catch it. Mm. Like a lot of the things that I, a lot of things that I picked up on, it'd be things that I caught, not something that somebody just sit there and taught me. Mm-hmm. Right? Or like how how we've had conversations, or how I tell you about like things that I be learning from movies and cartoons and animes and songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it ain't like they sitting there teaching it. It's like, yo, catch it. Right. These are my rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, I, I said this on my first album. Uh, even when I listen to podcasts, or even when people listen to my podcast, I'm like, yo, I got a lot of episodes. And it's a lot of gems in there. A lot of the stuff, though, it needs to be caught because I'm not in a, I'm not in a teaching element. Mm-hmm. On a on a podcast, it ain't like I'm sitting there with a whiteboard or like I'll be on a webinar or something, or a class, or a challenge. Like, yeah. I just I just learned from a young age. I'm like, yo, yeah, you can learn a lot just by catching yeah. stuff that people saying, yeah, and and passing and conversation and and their actions. Yeah, and I'm like, my pop says no clue. On everything that he taught me by not teaching me. Like I learned a lot by what he's actually did teach me. Like a lot, but it was a, it's a lot more just from like observing and, and catching stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And be like, oh no, no, I ain't, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I learned a whole lot just by peeping the scene. Like, uh, okay. A lot and a lot of, of that type of learning has been happening in my life the last few weeks too. <laughs> like, like, well, I know not to do that, or I see how this person move, or like, just a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah, and even on just just interactions with people, bro. To this day, there's a there's one area on this planet that my pops refuses to go to, no matter what, because of something that he did. Back in his day, mm-hmm. probably don't nobody remember that he remembers it. Mm-hmm. And to this day, because of something that he did to that he did to one person fifty years ago, forty years ago, I'm like, nah, I ain't going there. Yeah, <laughs> he was in town. Uh, uh, he came back in town one day, and I guess. Some of his his uh, cousins and some friends was like there was some event going on in this town, and he was like, "I ain't going." I was like, "Why not, man? You you gonna be a good time, man. Plus you plus you ain't been in town for we ain't seen, man. Come hang out." He's like, "Yeah, I ain't going there." You remember remember what happened? They like, man, 
No, 40 years ago. You still on it. It's like, hey, if I remember it, somebody might be there that remembers it. Hey, that's high key real though. <laughs> like that's a I can't even argue with that if you say, hey, if I remember, somebody else might remember too. I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and he's like, I remember it. I don't know if that person that remembers it'll be there or that person's family that remembers it. Mm-hmm. Like that person's friends that remember it. So I can I can catch I can catch some stuff off of that. He ain't teach me nothing. I'm just like, hey, do good by everybody. Yeah. So you ain't gotta worry about where you moving. Yeah. Hey, that's real. If I remember it, <laughs> uh, that's real. That was <laughs> so real. so he be saying he be saying little stuff like that. That's why I'm like the games would be caught. Cause he ain't teach me. He right. ain't tell me that. Right, he like, say do good by people, or, or you know, he just yeah, living. And y'all, I don't want nobody listening to this to think my pops is just some bad dude that did some <laughs> bad stuff to somebody one day. He was he was in his right to do the bad thing that he did. <laughs> so I'm just I'm gonna just say that. Yeah, I'm gonna say some stuff got physical, and he chose to be the aggressor because of the position that he was in. And things got bad. Man, it was he, he wasn't on no Nino Brown stuff. I just I hit the I hit it one time and I walked up to it. <laughs> like, like, nah, no, no I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna just say this. Say it was uh say it was an altercation where he was outnumbered. Your bets against the wall ain't nothing more dangerous than a than a, a endangered animal with a back against the wall or injured animal. A cornered injured animal. Yeah. So so it was some people about to do something to him. He's by himself. His mind. I'm going for the leader. Mm. He went straight for the leader of the pack. He went straight for the biggest, strongest, most fierce one of the bunch. Did something bad to him. He won the battle. And ran, and every, and and what he, and when he attacked him, and what happened, everybody kind of paused, and that gave him his out, to, his mm-hmm. his out, to run. Mm-hmm. He didn't think he didn't think he did nothing bad to the person until later you find out that they're they're injured. Mm-hmm. And he's like, shit, I ain't had no. What you want me to do? Right. Yeah, bringing it back to that brawl. <laughs> no. And then that's another. And then that's another another caught lesson. Shoot, go go at the big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I take that in anything. Is this your king? <laughs> hey, kill my going for T'Challa. He ain't go for the. He can go for the little homie. Yeah, he he can fight his way up. <laughs> Look, that's another gym. Start start at the highest level of the century. You go for your goal. You going for your goals. Why not go for why not go for that big boy? Mm-hmm. It's gonna take the same energy to do the it's gonna take the same energy to accomplish that little goal. Yep. Yep. 
That's like Dr. Claude Anderson. He wrote a book, bro. On the front of the book, bro, it says, it says Power Nomics, the national plan to empower black America. It's like he's going for the big fish. Mm-hmm. Bro, even that in itself, Power Nomics the title, but then the subtitle, the national plan to empower black America. Like, most people be like, yeah, who got the audacity to make up a national plan for black people? Right. Who are you? And then even the the pictures on the front of it, bro, it's a it's the a dollar with the all CNI. You got somebody getting uh lynched, I mean uh, not lynched, whipped. You got somebody, you got a, a ball and shackle. You got a picture of cotton. A, a cotton bush that's on the front of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, y'all, y'all check out the book. Y'all black, check it out. And I feel like white people probably done checked it out too. So they'd be like, okay, let's hope yeah, that they, they don't they probably, read. They probably read it the most. <laughs> like, that's what I be thinking. I be thinking like they they read it the most. So they be in the know. Like when they see some moves happening, they be like, oh, wait, wait, they're trying to do it. <laughs> and, they and I feel like who, and I feel like whoever they are, they probably do do that, so they'll know. And then they also know that we ain't gonna know, right? Because ain't nobody gonna read the book. Yeah, man, you, man, make a movie about it. Man, get 50, 50, 50 cent. Find out the Cloud Anderson. Make a movie. Put it on stars, bro. We'll all watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Power of the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> he already had a mixtape for the album. <laughs> sprinkle put put some gangster stuff in it, but sprinkle sprinkle everything in the book in. So we'll so we'll watch it. Mm-hmm. He gonna be like, I already got that out, BMF. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, he talks about everything though, like from racism, he talks about why uh why black people in America aren't competitive. Mm. Like it's like it's hard to it's hard to compete or like how a lot of people they'll say, like, man, that happened so many years ago, so many generations ago, y'all can't still blame this on that. Like really breaks down like the why behind stuff so you understand it. And then he gives you the how. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, here's how you do stuff. It's like you can't you can't do the how until you have a full understanding of how the right. system the system works. So it's like you already know with all the stuff through history with redlining and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. to to uh, to lending to the distribution of wealth and, and resources and stuff like that. He talks about all that stuff. He talks about uh, he talks about different mono- different monopolies mm-hmm. that I said. You know, monopolies are supposed to be illegal, right? But, but it's look at right. what runs everything. Like a monopoly really runs everything, but they're supposed to be illegal. Yeah. Like. 
We got another one, success alert. Look, they were able to do this in their business in just a couple weeks time. Things can happen fast for you if you move quickly and with a sense of speed. So what are you waiting on? Click that link in the description, tap into the community for free. I'm making it crowded at the top. I want you to be 100% sure and positive that this is the place that you need to be in to grow as an entrepreneur. All right, so click that link, tap into the community, and I will see you on our mastermind call this upcoming Wednesday. And also, are you getting value from this video so far? If so, let me know in the comments, all right? Now let's get back to it. Yo, Jarvis, close the mask. And then he talks about like one of the biggest monopolies that people don't even really realize is like the, the media monopoly. Mm, yeah. And that goes into, and when you really only got a one group of people or a couple group of people that literally own all the media mm -hmm. in the world, mm -hmm. not just in America, that book is about America, but for real, for real, they own all the media, like period. They get to control how, how the world sees black people, mm -hmm. which in turn makes black people think a certain way about black people also because you get manipulated through the media yeah it's called television programming for a reason yeah. and then what black media companies are they? none we just now I, I just feel like the last five years the black media companies are even starting to exist yeah because even the even the black media companies that of old they were bought out we're owned by by the others. Yeah, and it's like and it's like you'll have people and it's a big battle because you'll have like people with popular podcasts and stuff, for example, forming media companies, but at the same time it's like it's not saying that they won't get to some huge level, but they they literally start from like ground zero. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same when Diddy started Revolt. Like that's a black owned media company, right? Mm. But then Diddy don't put no resources into it. Hmm. To whereas black people joke about it. I remember every time I would hop on uh when the Breakfast Club was on sign that deal with Revolt, I hop on YouTube and every single time I happen to tune into anything the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne and Envy, and when they had Angela Yee on there, all they doing is just joking about how trash revolt is while they're on revolt. Yeah, they'd be like, they they can't even give us no chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or then they'll or then they'll they'll be talking mess to the camera guy that's there for revolt. Not the camera guy that's there for our heart. They ain't talking mess about him. They talking mess about the the revolt camera guy that's there. Yeah. And what they ain't doing for him and why they ain't paying for this. And I'm like, dang. Like, look how we even do us when we own the Right. On the joint. And I think I've even heard Diddy say something about like, yo, why you why you be doing it? Mm -hmm. But the media, that's why owning media is so important. Because it's the percept like people believe what they see. Yep. That's simple. Yeah, and, and it'd be so my crazy. parents my parents think that my parents think that Dubai is dangerous. Why do they think that? Because they just watch 
all they've seen is stuff on the news of the Middle East. Mm. I'm like, well, dang, do you turn on the news and watch what happened around the corner? An hour away? <laughs> like, like, if I was to go to my hometown is an hour away from Cincinnati and like an hour away from Louisville. Louisville's on first 48 every third episode. Yeah. If I was to be like, all right, I'm about to go to Louisville. All right, uh, hit me up when you get there. Mm-hmm. It won't be to be safe. You, you know, it's you know, Louisville is dangerous. You know, Cincinnati. Well, I can just be like, hey, I'm going to, I'm about to go to the west side of my city. They don't be like, hey, be safe. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know what be happening over there? It's funny what I realized with 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 us, the unfamiliar is more terrifying than terrifying familiar. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The known enemy is feels yeah. less dangerous than the unknown enemy. Because you'd be like, man, you know, yeah, back at the crib, you know, I'd I be in the hood, I'm straight, because I know, like, this is where I, blah, blah, blah. But then you go to another city, you uncomfortable, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, but you'd be in the worst, the worst place at home, and you feel, you know, safe. Hey, this is crazy. Though. I'm like, uh, a brawl. Oh, they teach your mans how to squabble. I'm like, a brawl <laughs> make me <laughs> child the drone. <laughs> a brawl, a brawl make me think about group economics. Nah, there was there was a lot to unpack from from that video. And I, shout out to my shout out to my mans that took, they grabbed the chair. So I'm like, he's he's all in. Look, I'm like, he said, I'm going to jail tonight. I just, the only thing I don't want to happen is I don't want it to become a caricature. Like, I want us to. Yeah. I, I already I've seen people making fun. I seen somebody had a beam on the on the chair and was like, <laughs> like I can't. I can't. <laughs> like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got an infrared beam on the chair. We as a people, we we crack jokes. We make everything funny. Somebody could die. We can, we, you know, we're gonna make a joke. But I'm just saying though, like, I just don't want the caricature to overrule, like the power of what happened. And like you said at the top of the episode, it ain't about just people getting beat up. It's about like, what can you actually take away from that day? And that could be lost in in jokes and comedy, I think. Yeah, I just know, I just know that community thing. I never thought about it till I read the book about the, like, it really ain't no communities. Like the closest thing in America that probably Got black community, Atlanta, closest thing to it. Yeah, because Atlanta is just like known as like the black city. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there's cities that's known as black cities, like DC. DC's named Chocolate City. Yeah, but I think and, that I think there's a difference with like, of course, like we know certain cities thrive, like. We thrive in certain cities, but I feel like if you had to ask somebody what city in in the U.S. is like the city for us, they would say Atlanta. Well, I'm saying Atlanta for not just because a bunch of black people live there. I'm saying just for uh, 
community, like Atlanta's since them, like, I don't know the history on it, but it's been like black owned mm-hmm. for forever. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, I don't mean like the, you know, black population and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not even talking about population. I'm talking about like cities that you would consider black people are like thriving. Like there's a list of those types of cities. But I think Atlanta just supersedes. Bro, when I got a lot of homies that live in Atlanta, I tell them, I tell them, I don't care what y'all say, bro. I think Houston got y'all beat as far as that thriving stuff. Mm, maybe. Cause it's a different kind of thriving Houston than Atlanta. Both thriving, mm. but it's a different, it's a different kind of thriving Houston. Yeah. Atlanta, you see. Okay, y'all got Lamborghinis. Y'all successful. Good job. Nothing to, nothing to, yeah. Like not to put down your accomplishments, but Houston be a little different. Yeah. You successful? You got you got real businesses and real and real land. Yeah. And I don't know, bro. It's just a it's both success, but it's like a it's like a difference, I feel like, from like the people I know in Houston and the people I know in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's real. That's real. Like Atlanta, oh, I'm getting a bag. I got a you know, I got I went and got a Lambo. Oh, what's the one everybody gets? The Evo or her yeah. I don't even know the differences, Huracan. but everybody Huracan. get the one where the doors don't go up. Yeah. Yeah, they all get the Lambo where the doors don't go up. You're going to get the designer. You're going to boom. Versus Houston, it'd be a bunch of... And I ain't saying this, these people aren't in Atlanta either. But I'm just saying for for what you what you see. Mm-hmm. Houston, you're going to have a... They're going to have their cars too. But it's like... For one, the road's too messed up for Atlanta. Every time I see a Lambo in Houston, I'll be like, why y'all got that? (laughs) (laughs) Woo, woo, woo. Success alert, success alert. Look, they were able to hit this in their business in just a couple months' time. What are you waiting on? Get in the room. Exposure equals expansion. It's crowded at the top. Click the link in the description right now. Join for free. Get access to the training, resources, and environment that you need to to grow your business as an entrepreneur, all right? So click the link in the description. Join for free. And I'll see you on our mastermind call this Wednesday. And also, are you getting value from this video so far? If so, let me know in the comments, all right? Now let's get back to it. Yo, Jarvis, close the mask. I went in Trill Burgers the day before yesterday. I was like, this was a... Hey. Voted number one burger in the country. I was like, this was uh, I got inspired. I was like, this is this is dope. And I'm not even a brick and mortar dude. I'm a click and order. But still, that's a bar too. Yeah. I but know. still, I, I was letting it breathe. I was letting it breathe because <laughs> I didn't know, know if you was gonna hit us with four more or not. Like so, I was just I was just letting it breathe. <laughs> nah, but but I but I walked in there. I'm like that. This was up. Like, it was packed. I went, it was damn near closing time. 
But I just like to see it. And I'm like, dang, Bun B, ain't no telling how much money's coming up out of here. Oh, and I know it's new and it's staying packed because like the newness of it. But I'm just like, I know the restaurant business is tough too. I wish I could have a sit down with him and be like, why this? Well, you know, he, well, I don't know if you know, but he got a real passion for like making burgers and grilling and stuff. So like he used to- he I used didn't to, know that. He used to be cooking like outside, like pulling up to, you know, popping up to different like functions in Houston or like, let's just say like, mm. there's a, um, I ain't gonna say a festival, but like let's say it's like a block party or like some type of event by Mini Maid or but just whatever, just stuff outside. He'll pull up with a pit and be cooking and stuff like that's that's like and then it just turned into him starting to sell stuff, people asking for it, and then here we are with Trillberg. Mm, well, that's dope, man. But I just like I just like the stat like it's just open seat like it don't look fancy or nothing in there, but it feels right. Yeah, if that makes sense, I don't know to and, walk and to he, a burger place, but it. He boots on the ground too. Like he be going places with the Trill Burger. Like he he ain't like sitting back like, yo, I'm Bun B with a restaurant. Like he be popping up across the country. And I and I like that they had a they had a uh, like security dude out front. And you know the security dude probably knows Bun B. Like you can tell it's probably like him putting his putting his man's in a position to to get some money. I'm like, that's that's what I like. Like nepotism. Yeah, yep. And then the and then the dudes that's out front that look like security. When people leaving, they asking them how their experience was. Mm. Mm-hmm. You enjoy yourself, you have a good time, how was the food? And it's not like a just a general like how was there like it's like you can tell they like wanting the mm. wanting the feedback. Mm. To go and report back to Bun, like, mm. yo, they rocking with it. Uh, some people today said, man, it's it's cool, but it's a little too I waited a little too long for my like I feel like they doing like like real time customer surveys just in that short mm-hmm. interaction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's dope. Yeah, I want when I come down. I'll, I don't even be on the beef like that, but I want to come down and get a Trill Burger. They got, they got, uh, they got vegan burgers. Oh, they do. Yeah, and that's that's what I like too, and that's why I want to keep my business. I like the businesses and the and the restaurants that have a very limited menu. They only got like two options, mm, mm-hmm. like Dave's. You're gonna get a double burger or a triple burger, and they they thin smash thin smash burgers. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get the double OG or the triple OG, or you're gonna get the double OG vegan or the triple OG vegan. Mm-hmm. It's like that's it. Yeah, that way you you can you can perfect it. Like Dave's hot chicken is the truth. Wing style. Yeah, you gonna get a you gonna get a you go Dave's hot chicken. You either gonna get a a chicken finger or a chicken finger sandwich. Yep, still getting still finger. <laughs> <laughs> and and fries, and if you don't want fries, you can get mac and cheese. But that's it. That's it. Yeah. And it's like they get that. In and out, you getting burgers, fries, and shakes. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Yeah. Ain't like Cheesecake Factory. It, Cheesecake Factory menu be longer than the book. <laughs> hey, bro. Take you 30 minutes to order from Cheesecake because every time they come up, you're like, I just I just need two more minutes. I don't know. I want to, I want to <laughs> get everything. That's what I, I'm always saying at Cheese. I want to get everything. <laughs> I get the same stuff every time. Louisiana, uh, the Louisiana chicken pasta and the and the white raspberry truffle, a white raspberry cheesecake, white chocolate raspberry truffle cheesecake. Bro, I, I'm like, bro, I don't even want to look through the menu. Bro, they got a they got a chicken and biscuits with gravy, and you can swap out the chicken for the buffalo chicken strips. Bro, that's hey man. Man, but but like like Bum B doing with I'm like that's that's a step from the book too because empowernomics what he talks about the key to everything is entrepreneurship like he's like we need black business in order so we can do all this stuff mm-hmm. so we can be put in position to to because everybody's not gonna gonna run a business but the people that are you use the nepotism like everybody else. Yep. And you can choose to have these people in position. Now, I'm not saying just go hire black people just for the sake of hiring black people. Because if they can't do the job, fuck it. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? But at least you're in a position to where you can have your man out front. Like I said, right. but I saw... I don't know if it's his man. It just feel like... Yeah. feel like he, he, was, he was more... He had more of a vested interest than just a typical like person standing outside of a... Yeah, and he older... Yeah. He, he was older too. When I say older, I'm not mean like an old man. Like look like he around Bun's age in that age bracket. Yeah. And he ain't like one of the older dudes that's out there. He don't look fucked up like he's out there just, you know, like you know a lot of old people when they doing certain jobs, they only doing a job because they fucked up right now. Mm-hmm. He ain't look like they look well put together. Yeah. No, that's real. That's why. That's why I like producing, bro. Cause, like, cause that, cause I'm in the position of to bring on those, and it'd be a mission of mine too. Like, find somebody who's like great at what they do and look like me. Yeah, if possible. Like I said, get the best person for the job. Of course, of course. But, but if you can, go ahead and do it. And the and the. And the and then once you do it, pass the game on to the other people. Just like Dr. Claude Anderson, he's doing his best to pass the game on. He just comes from a different generation. So he ain't going to be putting out videos and stuff like that. He wrote it in a book. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to pass the information. So if y'all want the information, join this crowd at the top community. Click the link down in the description, man. Get access to all my courses, trainings, and resources, and we on live coaching calls each and every single Wednesday. So if you're an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur, you're looking to increase your income, impact, and influence online, click the link in the description right now. You can join for free, and I'll see you on Wednesday.